Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Hey, good afternoon. It's Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters. And today I am joined with Nicole. She is the outreach manager uh, with Waypoints. Nicole, uh, why don't you just give me a quick kind of summary of what Waypoints does in the region? For sure. Well, hello, greetings today, everybody. So Waypoints is a local social profit that's been operating in the region since 1982. Um, and we are actually a large umbrella agency and we're really working to promote health, safety, um, and healthy relationships throughout our communities. So we provide uh, emergency residential services for women and children who have experienced violence. We also have a second stage shelter, which is a transitional house for for women or children um, who need additional supports. we have an outreach team, which I manage, and pre-COVID, we got to travel to all of our rural and Indigenous communities, providing outreach and mental health supports. Um, we have domestic violence outreach supports. We have a brand new child and youth advocacy center, um, and we have a sexual assault healing center. So really, we are working to promote anti-violence throughout our region. Mm, a lot of important uh, topics that Waypoints covers, and it's a uh, Family Violence Prevention Month. Uh, do you have a, a little hand in that and just helping out? Yeah, for sure. I've actually had the joy and opportunity to help uh, plan a majority of the events throughout the month for us, um, which I've been doing since I started at Waypoint. So it's it's a pleasure to be able to plan for the month and be able to connect with our community during this time. And why is a why is a, a month dedicated to family violence prevention so important to Waypoints? Yeah, well, it's important to us every day. Um, but this year is actually the 35th annual Family Violence Prevention Month, which has been honored across the province. And I think you know we we do this work every day, but we're really bringing it into the light of the public and um, out of the you know the darkness of our shelter and the darkness of our work into the public domain, trying to have these conversations. Um, Alberta continues to have you know the third highest rate of self supported spousal violence among Canadian provinces. So it's really important that we're raising awareness about what family violence is, about who can be impacted, which is everybody. Um, And we really want to let people know that there are supports available and that if you know if you or someone you know is experiencing family violence, um, there is somewhere to turn. And what kind of events are going on all throughout the month, I think you mentioned, that are going to help like raise awareness and just uh, help people out? Yeah, well, sadly, obviously, due to COVID this year, things look really different again. Um, so we're doing mostly all virtual events. So we're really excited to have Stephanie Harp, uh, you know, join us virtually on Thursday the 4th and the 18th. 
Stephanie is a missing, murdered, and exploit or exploited Indigenous person's advocate and survivor. Um, she is a musician and an activist. And so she's going to be talking about uh, how to check in and reach out during COVID. Um, and as well, she'll be talking about the need to involve men and boys in violence prevention, um, which I think is so important and the conversation that we all need to be engaged in. To have um, two booths at the urban market. So we'll be at the urban market on Saturday the 13th and Sunday the 28th. And then finally, we do have um, a community craft night on November 24th. And that's really just to promote some some healthy conversations, some healthy family time, um, and try to get out of, you know, some of this isolation that some of us may be experiencing. Are these events um, online anywhere that people can go find out more about them? Absolutely. They can go to Waypoint's Facebook page. Um, they can also check out, I believe, Snaftwood Buffalo because they're still here promoting our local events um, and also on the Mac calendar as well. So um, hopefully folks will be able to, to find what they need. Once again, joined by Nicole, the outreach manager with Waypoints. Have a couple more questions. Want to hop into some stats for maybe the region here. If you have those available, we'll be right back with Fort McMurray Matters. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz. I'm joined with Nicole, who is the outreach manager with Waypoints. And we are chatting about how November is family violence prevention month and do you happen to have like maybe on you right now nicole just any stats for the region of how uh it's impacted uh the rmwb or maybe alberta or canada yeah i don't necessarily have stats off the top of my head if you give me a moment i will actually yeah for sure um you you know covid has drastically impacted um the way people are living, the way people are reaching out right now. And we know that um, in times of natural disasters and emergencies, domestic violence, family violence uh, increases by up to 25%. Um, so whether that's showing up here, we it's hard to say. We know people are having some troubles reaching out and may not be able to do the traditional help-seeking behaviors that they may um, have done pre-COVID, if you will. Um, a simple stat that might be, you know, alarming to folks is in 2019 across Canada, 67% of family violence victims were female. That's the, and that, that's why it's so important to get um, the male side and the boy side of things involved is because majority of cases are when uh, they are the abusers, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we do know it affects everybody, right? But the statistics are saying uh, when it comes to that self-reported, police-reported, it is females who are the um, who are the victims or the survivors. And so getting males involved, you know, we're not perpetrating against other females that often. Um, so it really is about having these conversations, about having healthy communication, healthy boundaries, healthy coping skills. And it's really trying to look at a strength-based model in order to talk about family violence opposed to saying people are bad or this is wrong. It's really trying to to build up what people already have innately inside of them. No, those are all really good points there. And is there anything else, um, I guess, like is there 
Um, I don't know. Ne- I don't know necessarily if there would be like fundraisers, but just any other um, kind of events or anything else that Waypoints is is pushing for the month. Oh, absolutely. So folks who are located in Fort McMurray, the urban area, um, you may see some purple lights around town. So, for example, at the uh, at the Riverport Glen Towers, at Shell Place, at the airport, um, uh, these are all turned purple. And purple is the color for Family Violence Prevention Month and for Family Violence Prevention. Um, so that's why our social media posts are all in purple. Um, we're also super um, honored to have a couple of different um, marketing campaigns happening. So um, we'll see some billboards along the highway. If folks are checking out the movies anytime soon at Landmark, they were going to have a PSA on screen there, which we're really excited about. Um, we also have some coffee sleeves available at local cafes, including Stacks, Mitchell's, Avenue and Wood Buffalo Coffee Company. We are also able to partner this year with a couple small businesses and local entrepreneurs, including Evermore Cookies, who has a lovely purple ribbon campaign for us, um, and also Cade's Bomb Bombs. So we're really excited to be able to partner with local businesses, um, even other nonprofit social profits. Keona College, for example, we're doing a presentation for them. And so we really are just working to get this information in people's hands and uh, to let people know where to turn. No, it's, a, it's terrific to raise awareness like this. If anyone is uh, maybe in um, some sort of violent situation, is, a, is there a, a safe way that they can reach out? Absolutely. We have a number of ways folks can reach out. Um, for example, we have two 24-7 crisis lines at Waypoint. So our- We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters for Part 3. I'm Sean Kreitz. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, for Part 3, we're going to go over to my morning co-host, Steph Seidel, as she had a nice little interview with the RMWB. So we'll let her take it away. On the line, I have Amanda Heitis, uh, the Senior Manager of Planning and Development with the RMWB. Hi, Amanda. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. I hope you're doing well. I am doing well. Um, I wanted to chat with you about this new project that you have going on and kind of get the word out about um, some things for making businesses easier. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah. The municipality's planning and development department, um, we're currently undergoing a process review. And basically, the reason why we're doing it is we realize that in order for us to compete for investment, municipalities who have clear and efficient and easy to follow permitting process are certainly at an advantage. And we want to have our region get to that point where um, we also have that clear, efficient and easy to follow permitting process as well. Um, do you find that our permitting process right now is is a bit red tapey or? While there are processes that work uh, within our department, there's certainly ones that, um, yes, could be considered red tape. Um, there may be duplication in areas. There could be lack of consistency and clarity. Um, and all that adds to frustration for the applicant or the customer. And we're looking to streamline that and make it more intuitive and more user friendly. 
Okay, so how are you going to go about doing that? Well, um, going back to April, um, our council had directed us to work with the Wood Buffalo Development Advisory Committee on a process review and, and, and focusing on ways to make um, the permitting process a bit easier. So taking that, um, what we've done is we've issued a project called the process review and where we are right now in the process is mapping out all of the steps that are involved in any process that uh, someone may come to planning for. An example, if you're coming in for a patio, um, you would require a permit. If you're coming in for a business license or if you're doing internal improvements uh, in a business or at your house, you would need permitting for that as well. Um, so what we're trying to understand here is what's the lay of the land? What exactly do we have in terms of processes? As you can imagine, over the years, um, you know, there's thousands of documentation. There's lots of processes listed on our website. Um, so we're taking the time to really map it out and clearly understand it. And alongside that, um, we've been able to meet with local businesses, uh, different stakeholder groups. And as of recently, we issued a public survey um, and we're getting public input as well. So all that information combined with the information we have internally from our staff is helping us understand the lay of the land. And from there, we can look at uh, what we can tweak, what we can improve, and actually start making those changes. Oh, wow. Okay. This is a big undertaking. Mm-hmm. It is. It's quite a lot of work. Um, and in order for us to do it right, it needs to be a lot of work. We certainly don't want to skip through or, or speed through some of the, the analysis that we have to do in-house. Um, we, we generally want to see this process become easier for customers or applicants, and that's what we're focusing on is doing it right. Wonderful. So I guess you would say that is the priority of the project is making things easier, right? Exactly. So what kind of um, hiccups would somebody run into when they're trying to submit a an application? I know you said that it was kind of sometimes there was duplicate things. Are there other things too? One thing that we um, see often is that our terminology on our website um, or on our, our permitting checklists or maybe what staff are explaining to applicants, sometimes our terminology isn't consistent. Uh, and that can throw people off. You know, when you're when you're looking at um, one term on a checklist, and then you go into the permitting system online, and we're using a completely different term, that that can certainly be confusing for people. And we know of a couple of cases where that that is the reality. Um, and also, uh, many people who deal with with planning and development, maybe they're only coming in here um, for one or two things in relation to their home, as an example, and they may may have not have had any experience dealing with the planning and development department. So it's all new information to them, and explaining um, those steps is is a barrier sometimes because it's, they're often not that clear to understand, and that's where we need to do a better job in terms of making sure that the process itself is clear and that um, it's it's easy to follow. We do also have um, a lot of groups that we work with quite regularly, like our contractors, as an example, and those guys sometimes have experience in other municipalities where they see things being done a little bit different, and that that's the stuff that um, we need to start thinking about here. If, if, if somewhere else is doing it a little bit easier in certain areas, let's look at how we can embed that and incorporate that into our, into our processes here in, in Wood Buffalo. And what types, so you said that like maybe somebody, a homeowner would go in, what kind of things would a homeowner need a permit for? 
Um, an example would be if they're doing um, a, an expansion to their house or if they're putting in um, a new patio or deck, uh, they would require a permit for that. Um, if they're looking to build a garage, they would need a permit for that. Um, any uh, interior in renovation, if they're putting in a basement apartment, all those things would trigger a permit. Another example for a homeowner that we see often is if there's a, a home-based business there, um, that also would require a permitting process too. Okay. And then if it was, say, an actual business um, did, or an investor maybe, would they have a different type of permit to apply for? Um, some some of the permits would be the same. So as an example, um, if it's a commercial, uh, say, for example, a new retail business, they likely would need to do some interior improvements to the space that they're moving into, and that would require um, building permits, um, which may involve trades. So it could be plumbing, gas, electrical, depending on the work that they're undertaking. If it is a completely new development and it's uh, cleared land and, and a new structure was going up, then that also would require um, building and development permits as well. And if people were looking to say like, hey, I've been through this process and I would love if you'd make this easier or I understand I've been somewhere else and I think you could do it differently, where can they tell you about their experiences? Yes, I'm glad you asked that question. Thank you. Um, we just issued um, a public survey and it is called Making Businesses or making business easier. And we're looking for um, anyone that's had any involvement or interaction with planning and development. So that would include residents, businesses, contractors. Um, if you had any involvement with planning and development and have some input, we're encouraging people to go online. Um, you can go on the municipal, in municipality's website um, and it's called Making Business Easier. That's the survey. Uh, or the direct link is participate dot rmwb dot ca forward slash permits and the survey is live until november 17th and of course you want to take everyone's ideas into account and hear what they have to say um how will the feedback be used moving forward what we're doing is we're collecting the information from this survey alongside um, interviews that we're doing with staff and stakeholders um, all that information is going to be um, influencing the, the process review in terms of looking at um, where are the common complaints and concerns or areas of frustration. Have people had different experiences in different municipalities that could work here? Um, are there gaps? Are there duplicate uh, processes? Are there things that just don't make any sense that we need to look at? All that information will help us in the redesign of the processes. So there's an actual um, part of the project where we're going to be sitting down and redesigning the processes and trying to figure out what works best. Okay. And then I know that you said you're really not rushing it and you're trying to take your time and get it right. Um, how long do you think it will take to, to get all this out there? We are hard at it here at Planning and Development. Um, this has become quite the project in our department. It's, 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 there's a lot of resources being thrown at it. Um, so while it is going to take some time to get it right, um, we're fortunate to have good resources on the project dedicated to it daily. So what we're looking at um, in, new, in the early uh, 2022, that's when we want to see the project starting to wrap up and us being able to report back to the community and to council on areas of improvement and, and how, how this process has influenced change. 
So you can expect um, in early 2022 um, to see some of that communication uh, coming out. Okay, perfect. Well, thanks so much for sharing, Amanda. Do you have anything else you'd like to add about the project or anything along those lines? Um, I just want to thank people in advance. I know that uh, everyone is busy um, with, with their their businesses or just, you know, everyday life and work. Um, but thank you for taking the time to even listen to this interview and also uh, to consider going online and completing the survey. This information does help. Uh, we certainly aren't doing this project uh, for fun or to say that, you know, we did it and check off that box. We're doing it because we genuinely know that there's areas of improvement that we need to look at. Um, you know, we hear the frustration and we know that we need to um, make those changes in order to facilitate uh, easier easier interactions with planning and development and hopefully all this um, will also the will also encourage um, more business and economic investment in our region businesses that come here they ultimately do cross paths with planning and development and we certainly want to be known as a region that's open for business and that's willing to work with applicants and and facilitate that wonderful Thanks so much. My guest this morning is Amanda Haidas, Senior Manager of Planning and Development with the RMWB. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks for your time. And that's all the time we have for today on Fort McMurray Matters. Big thank you goes out to my co-host Steph and uh, the RMWB for completing that interview. Uh, if you missed the first part of it with Nicole from Waypoint, or if you missed most of that RMWB interview, uh, you can catch it over on our website underneath the news tab, Fort McMurray Matters, or it will also be available on iTunes and Google Play Music very shortly here. I'm Sean Kreitz. Hopefully you have a a great day and we will talk soon that's the end of another edition of fort mcmurray matters want a copy of this episode or any past episode download the podcast at mix 1037fm.com brought to you by colin hardigan of coldwell banker fort mcmurray cooper and company law firm and fort mcmurray orthodontics on mix 103.7